Testing, testing. Pritchett? Yeah, I'm here. Welcome to Trinity Radio. I'm Braxton Hunter. And along with me is... Jonathan Pritchett. And as you can see, um, that is a actually a live feed of downtown Evansville. And the nastiest river in America. I mean... The Ohio River. I wish I could argue against that, but I you think can. that's a it's, fact. Yeah. I think they... Here, I'll give you a little color. Yeah, the river won't change much. Yeah, it's still, that, but that's that's actually the view from our window high above Evansville, Indiana, in the Avengers Tower that is Trinity Radio. Yeah, we are so glad to be with you this Friday, and I want to say a thank you to Jim Amberg, our channel angel, who yeah. has given this incredible super chat and says Happy Friday, and and look at this, this is unbelievable, and then we have. Slam RN, who is our channel bouncer um, and encourager. And we thank you to Slam RN. Thank you so much. Man, these substantial super chats today. It's because you're here, Jonathan. They want Jonathan Pritchett. I hear That's you. What it is. And Sorry that I didn't sound enthused earlier. I need some coffee. I'm actually tired. Well, guess what? I have it for you in a Trinity Radio mug. Would you like some of this COVID juice? No, I don't really have COVID, but sharing (laughs) fluids just seems off. And we have uh, Jeremiah Apple. Apple uh, gives us 100 SEKs. Thank you so much. You have regularly done that, and we so, so appreciate it. What a great great, uh, day it is here um, uh, to be doing a live stream and with you wonderful people. Yes, so nice outside, too. We need to eventually do one of these outside. Outside? Did somebody say outside? There's outside. Yeah, we need to be out there. 
Yeah. Not near the river, though. It's gross. I'm just trying to play with that as much as I can. Yeah, I feel like I the weatherman that shows the video. You, the we got a of. new little thing that we can do. So well, can, what's funny is that the weatherman in wear it out the, first, the camera yeah. for our weather station is on top of this building. Yeah. So, so it's like the same exact, but nobody cares. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, glad you guys are all here. We're going to do a Q&A. I should have put that on the thumbnail so people would know. Um, because this article isn't going to take too long for us to talk about. Um, but we are going to talk about it. So... Yeah. Uh, let's jump into that, right? Pritchard, do you have anything to say since it's been a week since you've been on a Trinity Radio video? Tell us what's going on over at Trinity Radio Extra, well, our second I, channel, yeah. which is linked in the description, and you could actually go subscribe while you're listening. We have like a Leighton Flower-sized episode this week with me and uh, Nick Quint, our good friend Nick from Split Frame of Reference and the Senators podcast, and we talk about the... Um, egalitarian issue an issue that you and i disagree on but one that neither one of us care that much about but um it's goes in depth on uh first corinthians 14 34 and 35 and of course uh first timothy chapter 2 11 and following so there's that uh over there uh, i want to thank everyone from trinity radio who has subscribed to trinity radio extra and thank everyone from trinity radio who has subscribed to the theology geek fitness channel we're having fun uh, over there, there's several videos up from me and Aaron and uh, Eric, and I think um, our good friend Chris Featherstone, fellow professor here at Trinity. Now he's got a uh, he's got a video coming out soon for the channel. So yeah, go so, subscribe if you haven't. Yeah, go check out those two channels. One of them's links in the description. The other one, just go find it. Theology yeah. Geek Fitness. Um, yeah, we've got an incredible. We've got an incredible faculty here at Trinity, and it gets better all the time. Tim Stratton, Chris State, Leighton Flowers, Jonathan Pritchett, um, Chris Featherstone. I mean, Braxton Hunter. Yeah. Daphne know. Washington. Um, and Jim Chatham's still around. Yeah, He's fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. There's, we could list a lot more, but yeah. I'm just saying. All right, let's uh, jump Albert into this Elliott. now and, Steve and get Selby. into the, to the meat of this. So th this is if you a, don't say them all, though, someone's going to get mad. No, they won't. Because you know they don't watch. Because they're awesome. <laughs> well, well I was going to say because they're awesome. Because they don't watch. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So this no, is from a news outlet called uh, Pilot uh, from Penobscot yep. Bay. Never heard of that. Don't know what that is. Don't know where that is. Uh, but they, they say churches team up. This is from just recently. Churches team up to offer world religion cultural cooking programs for families. Now, I don't know what you think I'm going to say, but I, we actually think this is a fantastic idea. Uh, not, not with qualifications. Well, yeah, not, not least of which, because there are apologetic reasons uh, that have to do with worldviews that we think it's good to teach relatively young people about and, and let them know what's out there, what views they're going to encounter and things like that. Um, and the cooking, I've just got no problem with the cooking. Absolutely. Let me not. tell you it's something. Fantastic. Epcot is like, that's what I like about Epcot going around the world. That's such an American thing to say. You, yeah. That's just so American of you. I'm Baptist. But you've been around the world. It. You've been all over the world. I've been all over the world. And I, I tell you what, I've not gone anywhere where I just hated the food. So that may say more about me and my stomach than anything else. I am 5'8". And I have to sit way back here because sitting down, I'm taller than the six foot Braxton because he's all legs and I'm all torso. So, yeah, I'm right at. We were actually foot. evened out more if I scoot back. Like if I was sitting close, like we used to sit parallel in the uh, yeah old studio. So uh, I think this is a, this is a great idea in principle. 
Yes, but when but, they say churches team up in the headline, you think, wow, this must be like some sort of interdenominational activity from a bunch of, you know, Protestant or maybe even Protestant and Catholic or whatever. No, it's the Universalist churches that are teaming yeah. up. Yeah. And the Unitarian Universalist churches, at the very least, are are not what we would think of as theologically conservative. Um, or churches, for that matter. Yeah. But that, okay. I don't, <laughs> just yeah, be, so let's, let's dig sorry, in. Sorry, I'm just saying. So this is from September know. 23rd of this year. Let's dig into this a little bit. First Universalist church in Rockland and Midcoast Unitarian Universalist Fellowship in Damariscata are offering a combination of online and video offerings for children and youth with the theme of the world outside my window for this coming school year. All families are invited to participate. I have this in the uh, this link to this article in the description as well. Yeah. Quote, during these unsettling times when our world has shrunk and we are seeking to keep our physical distance, not me and Pritchett, I mean, no. not in here, out there, you better believe it. Yeah. Um, we can explore the world in new ways, said the churches in a news release. Offerings might be of special interest to parents and caregivers who are supplementing their children's educations. Now, I can't help but think, Jonathan, now this is going to be offensive, but I'm sorry. Um, I'm a conservative Christian, and you're going to expect to hear me say conservative things. It's like, why are you sorry about one that? Of the be- one of the good things. That's a good thing. It is, well, yeah. Everyone should be theologically conservative Christians. It was a rhetorical, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't mean it. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> if you're not, you're just you're getting Christianity wrong. Uh, but here's the thing. As, 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 the, as pe- more people are homeschooling now, see, I think God is redeeming something of the COVID fiasco that more families are having to homeschool. And mm-hmm. whether that's virtual from school or whatever, they're 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 now no, they're now again the number one influence on their kids, and a lot of those are Christian families, and so that's bad for secularism, and uh, because we we you know if you send your kids off to to the schools, then then they're at the mercy of, and there are some wonderful school teachers, and there are some wonderful schools that don't teach this way, but but secularists who are who are your worldview is gonna you know rub off on the kids. So I, I almost feel like, and this is me being a bit suspicious here of worldview issues. Dadgummit, we got to find a way to get these other messages into these kids. Right. That, weren't, that, that we were getting them in, but now we've got to find a new way to do it. Yeah. Right? So this. Uh, before we go any further, let me say, though, real quickly that I thank you so much, Bruce Haggerty, for that substantial super chat. Yeah. Keep up the good work, brothers. May the Father bless you. May King Jesus save you. May the Holy Spirit fill you. Amen. Y'all. Thank you very much. I love the y'all at the end. May the Holy Spirit fill y'all. That's right. I love it. All right. Tennessee and Arkansas, we're all about the y'all. Um, thank you. Uh, the Super Chat's already been just... Yeah, fantastic. so making use of technology to give information is what we've been doing in Trinity. It's what people have been doing for a long time. I think that it's good when it's used for good. Mm-hmm. Um. But it can be used for bad, too, in getting information, which is why our channel exists, mainly to combat the bad information that's out there on the Internet, especially from atheists. But there's also bad information that can be smuggled in by universalist, Unitarian Universalists trying to... See, it's all about, see. I'm all for teaching world religions to church folk, okay? Mm-hmm. But the approach from let's say One Life Church here in Evansville teaching world religions is going to be remarkably different from the way the Unitarian Universalists are going to do it because Mm -hmm. they're like, these are all 
fine. And well, they can all Yeah, and yeah. I should say to validate that, I did the article says at the end that you can email this person and they'll send you the uh, something, the curriculum, the whatever. And I did email. Now, granted, it's only been two or three days ago, but I did email and I didn't get anything in response. So um, uh, real quick, uh, Unashamed of Jesus says, why is the studio pink? First of all, we love all the colors of the rainbow. Uh, it's why fuchsia, isn't it? Isn't that like um, more fuchsia? Let's just call it what it is. It looks pink. Now, yeah. here's the reason. It has to do with the coloring of, it has to do with the white balance. It's camera related stuff. It used to be all yellow back there and that jacked everything up and made Pritchett look like he had a permanent, uh, like like sunburn or something. I look like Donald Trump so. is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah, orange right. man <laughs> thing going. We can't have yeah. that. Uh, so. All right. Um, okay. So uh, back to the article, books and cooks, cultural cooking is for all ages and gives children a taste of, that's clever, a taste of different cultures around the world. Stories also illustrate lessons about helping each other, being part of a community, being adventurous, being independent, sharing, and the importance of family. See, I like that part too. I like it all. Because see, if no, I like I'm what's suspicious all the way through this. Yes, you know, of course it's from. But see, if a if if a typical evangelical church did this, it's magenta. It would be oh, magenta, there you go, like the printer thing. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think. Of. Uh, it would be it would be something akin to what we do here at Trinity. It'd be a guy standing there, probably with a PowerPoint, talking through facts and stuff about world religion, and you wouldn't eat. Unless it's a Baptist church. Baptists, some Baptists would think of, yeah, we need to add food to this too, because if we're going to have to sit there and listen to this guy prattle on about world religions, at least let's get to try some of the food. That's a really good idea too. My, again, though, my, my hang up with this is they're going to teach that, as Unitarian Universalists do, and, and what any reasonable person would recognize that these are all uh, contradictory religions or belief systems with one another but they're going to teach that they're all valid and that's i mean on the face of it we should be smart enough to say these can't all be true right right they are mutually exclusive from one another in many cases not all cases but in in many cases huh why are they mutually exclusive okay well christianity is mutually exclusive from every other religion because jesus said so yeah, John, he said the re- so. The resurrection is supposed to be a historical event, yeah. and Jesus in John fourteen says, "I'm the way, truth, and life. No yeah. man comes to the Father but by me." Done. Right. So I mean, at least that much of it. Is. But that's okay because these holy texts are not the final authority for these individuals. No, they're not. Um, they're be t- they're to be. And this is interesting. If you go look at their state statements of faith, the Unitarian Universalists, it's like, okay, here's here's the thing. Your 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 intelligence, your reasoning is the authority. Yeah. But don't you dare treat. And this is not the same place. Earlier, probably somebody else wrote this. Says, don't make your intelligence and your reason some kind of an idol. <laughs> it's like, what do you want me to do? Now there is a place for this among actual Christianity that says, uh, look, you should use your reason and you should mm-hmm. worship the Lord with your mind. Yeah. And don't make it an idol. And that makes sense. But but uh, here there, it seems like the authority is placed. Yeah, because on your if you mind. think too much about it, you're going to be like, yeah, this stuff can't all work together and be true. That's why that's why they want to tamper down that. Like in, in Christian circles, they'll quote, "Knowledge puffs up," right? As you know, ignoring the fact he's talking about, you know, we know there is no gods, and you can go ahead and eat that mm-hmm. piece of meat from the 
thing, but right. if it makes someone else feel better, it's all about food. But I mean, in general, people, you know, don't get too smart is how it's, I've heard it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't do that. For, but yeah, it's, if you think too much, you're going to figure out that the Unitarian Universalist stuff is mostly nonsense. And But I do like the fact that they're interested in educating on world religions. Uh, I have never had at least even, even so much as an overview of other worldviews and world religions at a church on a Wednesday night or a Sunday night, you know, thing ever. Well, hold on a second. I want to say Matt Parsons says, only say here's the thing twice in this video because here's the thing. I say here's the thing a lot, but here's the thing. I have this one tick, and here's the thing about it is— you did that on Leighton purpose, Flowers, though. Leighton Flowers has a thing. His thing is that he goes five hours with every stream. Yeah. Um, uh, David Wood's thing is that he eats pages out of the Quran. Yeah. I think my thing of saying here's the thing of those choices is the least upsetting. So let's. My thing know. is Craig Keener's thing, though. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. But fin- my, uh, you know what our thing is, don't you? What? Uh. Uh. Oh, the uh, yeah, uh, filler words. Yeah. Finica when it's you and Craig Keener, though, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, that's good company. And says, religions are poison to the well. Checkmate, Christians. Now, you have natural theology as your uh, thing there. So I, I, I'm, I'm assuming this is some kind of snark or uh, like making fun of what Being atheists Being facetious, say. yeah. Yeah, but if not, thank, all I'll say is thank you for flicking an atheist dime into that well. We yeah. appreciate it. We appreciate that super chat, those euros. That's being facetious. He put it yeah. in quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, learn, yeah. I mean, I can I can spot that stuff. Braxton's a little bit slower on the uptake on that. Well, I just assume people are being genuine when they say things. Okay, so I like the idea of reading books, and uh, I and like, you like the, community, being adventurous, being independent, sharing, and the importance of family. Yeah, now— Being adventurous, except yet these are the people that want—well, generally— these sorts of leftists are the ones that want to take playgrounds away because they're too dangerous. You know mm-hmm. what happens when you do things like that? When you take playgrounds away and you you can't let kids skateboard and things like that is they they end up doing much more dangerous things in places that don't focus the danger to an optimal level of right. danger. You you don't or they play with the cowardly children in the sand. You know what's more dangerous than a kid on a, a skateboard at a skate park? What? You in your mid-30s on your skateboard a few years ago coming down the road. That I saw pretty- someone say that they picked up long... Two guy, One guy said on a community post sometime back that he started longboarding because I was longboarding in the old intro. And then another guy said, bro, me too. So I had a Jackie mm-hmm. Onassis-style influence on a new trend. Uh, now I'm using a hybrid bike. Uh, to uh, that's to, a Schwinn from Walmart, go. isn't it? It's not from Walmart. No, it you is can get Schwinn's from Walmart. You can get Schwinn's from Walmart. There's nothing wrong with Walmart. Well, bikes. It's not Kroger Walmart. brand stuff, yeah, but, but I'm talking about bikes, not food. Yeah, so. I know. It's mostly Huffy at Walmart, which is a subsidiary of Schwinn. But yeah, mm. you're right. Um, all right, uh, and I'm not trashing Walmart, man. My wife's from Arkansas. I'm from Arkansas, which is known for. But Walmart. she's from Northwest Arkansas. She's closer to Walmart than I am. Okay. Um, she says, he or she says, 
I'm just being sarcastic. Long live the natural theology. Long live to the natural theology. I agree. Well, I praise like the, the Lord and thank theology. you for another five yeah. foreign monies. I appreciate that. <laughs> One of these days we need to actually study foreign <laughs> yeah, what cur- are the, currencies. What is a sec? What is a what is a that thing? <laughs> that satanic emblem I see there. Um, all right, it's the mark of the beast all right, for all, all right, the disbies okay. out there. Once a month through next August, those registered will receive a video reading of a children's book. Along with a recipe, and that's for children grades four through eight. In case that represents that, it's not that about your adults to yeah. do together on their own time. Okay, okay. That, now that's what I want to know. What's in that? Because having that is not a problem. What's in it? Right. Content, and, not the food. We're, we'll all eat the food while we argue about the content. Right. Well, children, you can't argue there. It's discussion. You children in yeah. Not supposed to think. Remember, <laughs> children in grades four. That's through, idolatry. <laughs> children in grades. But it's your final authority. That's, that's right. <laughs> Children in grades four through eight are invited to participate in a study of world religions using the app Minecraft as a vehicle to apply learned information. The group meets twice a month on Zoom, second and fourth Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. to be introduced to a faith and ask questions to guest speakers. Then they work on their own and so I'm guessing your, they would use like a Minecraft server that they that you could dial. Well, into. it tells you that with your youth in the Minecraft realm to create rooms representing the different religions. See, we have in my family, my kids love Minecraft, and while my older daughter has moved on to Sims, occasionally we'll still do what's called a build battle. And what you do there is you go into a space, and it's like split, split screen. You mm-hmm. know, so we've each got our, and there's a theme like. Um, Islam could be the thing. We would never do Islam, but maybe I should before these leftist universalists uh, say the wrong thing about Islam. But um, but we might say, uh, you know, uh, cars or um, a mansion or Batman or camping. And then you go build something in within that thing, like like that. And then who and then a third party, usually my other daughter gets to choose which one's better. Now this is and I always yeah. win. Now this is because they're not meeting at their little church building. Yeah, but right? I always yeah. win. No, yeah, I know. I'm I'm, I'm talking about this again. Okay. So this they're doing like Minecraft because they're not meeting in their thing. They're using Zoom for yeah. these biweekly and you can show each other bi-monthly. your Minecraft world. Yeah. You can invite each other into your Minecraft world. And so what they want to do is build a room, basically do a build battle, except they're not. There's no battle because bad battle is a trigger word for sure. Yeah. Um, like the while way you're they, building an Islam room, which, yeah. <laughs> which was originally propagated by a caravan robbing and stuff like that. Yeah. But anyway, you're going to build your. That your, won't be in the book, though. No, that won't be in the book. That won't be. Yeah. Um. Uh. So anyway, um. What am I saying now? So, so, so yeah. that's what you do. Right. Now, that's, that's I mean, that's, I like it. It's creative. In fact, you and I, I like you know, it, yeah. we've never said this, and perhaps you can tell us in the chat or comments later if you would like this, but as like maybe on Trinity Radio Extra or something, we've thought about doing a Minecraft, me and him doing like playing Minecraft. I don't know how to play Minecraft. Well, that'd be part of it. I'd teach you. Okay. And, um, and we'd build something and talk theology and apologetics while we do that. If that's something you would enjoy watching, now, even though Pritchett probably wouldn't, even see, though he'd be in it. Now, every, the, well, not every, everyone who knows anything more about me than what they see on Trinity Radio knows that I, for me, it would be cooler to do it in Lego because I am a huge Lego fan. I even like Minecraft Lego set. Have you seen those? 
No, you haven't. You're not paying attention. Yeah, Minecraft Lego. Yeah. yeah. So I really love Lego, and that's how I think would be cool to do this kind of thing with kids, with actual Lego, and get them out. But I guess they're doing all this because they don't meet. Because um, they talk about that Zoom thing twice a month. Yeah, you can't. They can't. But it... It is creative, and, and I'm glad, you know, that they're incorporating things that people are familiar with. You know, it's not like we're going to come up with universalist craft, or, you know, if it was Christian, it would be like Christcraft, and it'd be some cheap knockoff 8-bit version of Minecraft that someone developed, you know, for proprietary. I yeah. like that they're incorporating stuff that grades, or, yeah, 4 through 8 actually like to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun thing. I yeah. can get excited about that. Someone says here, evidence for God, is this a live or an MP4 video playing? It's I an think MP4 video playing. No, it's how, not. How would you... How, no. how, how, I'm going to demonstrate. That's so... It's it's so obvious that this is not live. Hello. See? See, and Braxton just... We already had all this planned. This is all pre-recorded. And no, see, you know, no, no, it's not. And you just stuck your face in front of the placard that we have of the Evansville skyline <laughs> that you put. No, a car just put went up by. Didn't window. you see it? Oh no! Didn't you see the car go no. by? It's real. It's real. Yeah. It's live. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, back to the youth in grades seven through twelve meet twice a month on Zoom again. Second and fourth Sunday from yeah. four to five Same to widen thing. their world vision. Featuring topics not deeply talked about in school, youth will have an opportunity to discuss different social justice topics. If you've seen year. Facebook, that's all they're talking about in school because that's all they have. The they, they have various issues going on in culture right now displayed all over classrooms and school. I, I've seen like endless streams of pictures, mm -hmm. so they do talk about that stuff. Guided by facilitators and their own learning. If this was an MP4, how would I put comments as they're coming up on the screen? Explain that. Man, we're good. Our, the new tech guy. <laughs> you, youth can choose to increase their understanding of social justice issues by reading, listening, or viewing books and media. They could already do that. Later in the year, youth might plan a social justice action project. Well, there, there's some of that going on, but it's destroying Seattle right now. <laughs> Um, that's come on <laughs> no I'm just I'm just kidding there there is uh, social justice is a good that's thing. not social no, no. justice that's well, just goes anarchy under the banner it hangs under the banner yeah that's just anarchy no, yeah that's just nonsense okay and, and yeah it's happening in did I say something offensive several cities no I'm just saying th those people have nothing to do with they don't care about justice they yeah. care about they want to watch it burn. That's all they care about. They're, yeah, I'm going there next month. Are you where, worried about me? Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. That, it's I a would rethinking be, hell conference. I would have been worried about that. In, great would, time and place to talk about Yeah, it. but 2020 and all that stuff going on in Seattle is not the reason why I'd be worried. So Connie, I'd be worried no matter what year. It's Seattle. It's so Connie McRae was supposed to send me. I emailed this, and I was supposed to get my uh, uh, thing. And I didn't get it. Didn't now, so here's the problem. Because that would have been fun to go through and see what they're saying. Well, I, I do suspect that this is, I mean, they're going to teach what they believe about this, right? Yeah. What they believe is also incredibly politically correct, uh, politically correct yeah. which relies on all kinds of postmodernism and isn't at all interesting to, you know, in terms of real ideas. But what they want to do is they're going to affirm that these things are all equally valid. And here's where it gets murky because you and I would both agree, Pritchett, and many people in the chat would agree that there are good things that we could draw out of 
um, Islam, Hinduism. I mean, to get some things right, it wouldn't yeah, be a I mean, good if deception if, if there weren't some things that were valid. Right. If you are a Christian mm-hmm. and you believe that all human beings are made in the image of God, okay, and you believe that because God exists, there is objective truth, goodness, and beauty, human beings imperfectly, even after the fall, even in complete unbelief and disbelief in Christianity and the triune God of Christianity will still stumble upon truth, and all truth is God's truth. And so you can always find connections of what is true, good, and beautiful in in other things outside of Christianity. Right. But what you have to do is you have to discard that which is false, bad, and ugly. And those are the things that are in uh, contradiction with Christianity and its teachings. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that you have to throw out everything. You know, Christians have never done that. No, we shouldn't Uh, throw out the things. Unless, like, weird fundamentalist types have, you know, Mm -hmm. and they don't want to read anything ever written other than... Well, even there, if you pin them down... Um, there will be individual beliefs held by Muslims that they have to hold. Yeah. Like that a God exists, you know? Yeah. Um, So, I mean, you know, there's things like that. And so it would be wise for, I'm going to say this, it's going to sound, sorry, Unitarians, but real Christians. Why are you saying sorry? Why are you, and I'm going to do it to you. Why are you saying sorry? Because they know I'm not. Because they already know I'm not. You're going to support all kinds of tyranny by trying to apologize for truth. No, they know, because they know I don't mean it. That's why. That's the most sincere apology I've ever given. But no, I mean, you know, like when real Christians, they ought to think about doing this. And I like the ages that they're doing this for. It's like, why are they ahead of the curve than like uh, Christian churches that have had apologists screaming in their ears for decades now about young people, grades four through eight and eight, nine through 12, well, talking about how they're all leaving the church and ill-prepared for the, what is it, the world outside their window or whatever they're calling this thing. You know what? And, and so I, props to them because that's when you should start teaching this stuff. World religions, uh, you know, giving information about world religions, what they believe, uh, how we would evangelize to those kinds of people or whatever, yeah. is what we would add to it, whereas they would say that's bad, leave them alone, because whatever they're going to go to, we all go to the same, whatever they believe anyway. You know, they're universalists. The great G-Man, right. the guy, says, I'm calling you two out for no true Scotsman fallacy, no real Christian. Well, you know, people that have watched this channel for very long know my response to that. Yeah, some people Not are Not everyone's Scotsman. a Scotsman. Right. <laughs> Christianity has a historic definition. And these folk don't meet it. If you're not it, you're not a Christian. Right. Just like if you've never been to Scots, Scots, Scotsland, never been to Scotland, and you don't have any lineage, you're not a Scotsman. Yeah. Okay. Jim Amberg says, I completely agree. Real Christians need to get creative to get the message out. You're absolutely right. You know, the, the problem, here's one of the problems, is throughout the 20th century, the church largely ignored in America in the Western world, generally ignored apologetics, mm-hmm. so that now nobody even knows what it is when you first, you know, you go to a church now. And, you know, there was some apologetics going on with people like Walter Martin and even some of our still, you know, well-known apologists. A lot of the stuff that filtered down to the church level was apologetics toward Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons. Mm-hmm. Why? It's geographically relevant. There, Those people were around. He isn't, but he, Drew. It was a joke. But, but even those people, um, what? I was responding to Drew. 
says why the reason was they thought it would be easier to talk to them because of some common ground around Jesus. That's what, the, the Mormons and the, and the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, but yeah. but then but then you get this issue uh, where, and I say it all the time when I talk, they're not often these atheists and agnostics and Muslims. They're not often godless New York somewhere or California. They're where you are. Yeah, you know that's and not why, just online. I mean, when I moved yeah, here, in they're New, outside your window, right? I mean, Newburgh, Indiana, where you know where our old campus was next in the town next has a what's it got? It's got a mosque there. A mosque. A very nice-looking mosque there. Yeah. I mean, it, as far as, like, architecture goes, it's, you know, it's very nice and but, and well-built. And it's just there in, in Newburgh, Indiana, of, you know. That's why Jim Chatham, our like, counseling yeah. guy, when he was a pastor, invited me to come to Dixon, Tennessee, to speak at his 1,400 in regular attendance church. Uh, but he said, I don't want any of this apologetics nonsense because we don't, he didn't say nonsense, because we just don't have that. We don't have atheists. We don't have Muslims, Mormons, stuff like that. Three years later, he said, please come and do an apologetics thing because <laughs> our kids are being swept up into all this. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's here now. And it yeah. was here before you were aware that it was here. And it's online for sure. That's definitely true. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, with world religions, it is true. Here's the thing. We know now that Generation Z is not going atheist, man. Some of them are. Some of everyone always has. Yeah. But Gen Z is going weird mystical stuff and that draws from religions, major world religions, primarily Eastern, but others as well. Yeah, but curiously not to the people who are built for this, which is these Unitarian Universalists. They're not, I mean, those, that's not like growing in number either, you know. Well, the Unitarian Universalists? Yeah, they're not like Yeah, exploding. liberal, theologically yeah. liberal churches are dying. Yeah. And which is an interesting thing, isn't it? Yeah. We live in a mission field right here. Darren That's right. Says. That's absolutely right. That's right. Now, but again, just because the Unitarian Universalist stuff is rubbish, and it really is rubbish, um, you, it, and anyone of any of the religions they try to throw in their punch bowl would tell you, anyone who's, at, you know, whether it's Muslim or Jewish or anyone who actually adheres to the religions that they're trying to put in the pot would tell you that it's rubbish. Daniel Apologetics yeah. says he never heard the term apologetics until five years ago, despite his evangelism and involvement in churches. That's normal. And Brando says the progressive church is getting very worldly in its attempt to be creative. Now, yeah. you know, that's something. But, but hold on, I want to finish okay. my thought. I'm sorry. But my I'm thought so is, despite how much nonsense there is, Christians can learn from what they're doing here. Yeah. Uh, you know, teach young people about the world, quote, outside their window. And use Minecraft if you use want Use stuff to. like my And food. Oh, yeah. Well, we've got that part down. Yeah. Well, Baptists <laughs> do anyway. Yeah. Since I stopped being a Baptist and became this no, non-denominational thing. No, Southerners got that down. Yeah. I mean, this non-denominational church that we're a part of, mm -hmm. never eaten anything besides, like, finger cookies, you know, finger foods yeah. and cookies and stuff that they'll have. Occasionally donuts. I, I love casserole primarily because of church. Look, COVID or not, if there's stuff. like a potluck where people are bringing oh, stuff I, from... If there's a potluck, uh, but don't do potlucks, churches. Pastors that might watch, don't do potlucks. Not... Because I won't be able to resist. I'll just go eat it anyway. Yeah. You could tell me that that all kinds of people were over there opening their COVID holes in front of all this food. Right. I'm still going to go eat everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't. It's like pizza and Mexican yeah. food. I just can't resist. Yeah, I'm saying, and and you know, learning, trying different cuisine from these various cultures, and yeah, culture and and 
geographic and, and religions that gets mixed up outside of the United States. So, yeah, I mean, is it like, are you eating Muslim food? Or are you eating food that Arabs eat? You know? I love Muslim food, yeah, frankly. I, the only right. thing, the only objection I have to Middle Eastern, like Mediterranean food, uh, you know, around the Mediterranean, whether it's Israel or Turkey where I've been or Syria, it, the, the, the problem with those things is they eat like savory, salty food for breakfast. Like, it's weird, man. I, I'm not like onions and I, it's not. It's What's not, the problem? That's it's not. All, it's all good. I that's like just that. not yeah. where I come from. You don't from. like onions? It's nothing wrong with it morally. Not for breakfast. There's nothing wrong morally with onions. Thank you for <laughs> saying the obvious. No, with eating it for breakfast. Yeah. I mean, you just, I don't, like polenta and stuff like that for breakfast. No, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. No, I went to the Mexican restaurant uh, on the west side. And along with my taco a la carte, I had just you know the kind of grilled onions and peppers they give you with the fajitas? You can yeah. just order that on the side. Oh, so. yeah, I've done that. So I, Yeah, that's like fantastic veggie, stuff. Yeah. Unashamed of Jesus is Methodist. They had potluck. But back to Brando here. Um, okay, there there is the progressive church, which is bad enough, right? Which mm-hmm. is just like a liberal evangelicalism, which is not, not dangerous. Because it is dangerous. Yeah, you can't even really tell the difference between them and a Unitarian Universalist. But I was going to say there is a difference, at least in stated beliefs, though in practice I'm not sure how much difference there is. And and it's same deal with, like, Reformed Judaism. Reformed Judaism is just another way of saying Universalist. um, Yeah, and he's right. The Catholic—well, here's the thing. mm -hmm. The the Catholic Church— I appreciate that too. Like when I walk in, well, Cameron just said it on a debate on, or on a discussion on capturing Christianity with uh, somebody is that it, when you walk in there, it's just beautiful. There is something like the, the argument from beauty that is being mirrored in the architecture of the building and the, the, um, uh, you know, there's something about right, the, the tradition of it. There's something about I'm following these same traditions in terms of the sensory experiences that my grandparents did and their grandparents. Right. There's something about that that is good, but our church, you don't have to be Catholic yeah, to do well, that. Well well hang on now. I'd like I said that, that mosque in the the mosque in Newburgh is yeah. a really aesthetically pleasing looking building, even though it's represents, you know, a religion that is false. Our church is in a strip center. Or the backside of a strip center. Mm-hmm. Okay? Not uh, a strip club. A strip mall. Like a strip mall. Yeah. Is that what y'all call them? Strip malls? It's a strip yeah, center. It's not okay. a strip center. Okay. Sorry. Um, but it's just not... It's it's not even that great to look at or whatever. And I do think that... I get why people get attracted. Attract. Now, the Catholic parish thing down here on Green River Road is... I mean, the the a-frame roof on one side of it comes almost near the ground and it's ugly but so not all catholic church buildings are nice to look at but a lot of them are i, I mean i totally get that um as far as the what do you say they're they're doing worldly stuff to, that's cringeworthy what was the rest of that the progressive churches the progressive well uh, people make that same argument about evangelical churches trying to get all worldly you know to be creative and stuff like that i actually would argue that that's not being creative when you have to we've talked about this before on trinity radio when you have to i mean that's why i'm saying what we said earlier use minecraft don't make an imitation yeah dumpy version of it yeah you know but when you're when you're imitating the world whether it's progressive churches or evangelical churches with derivative stuff that's 
the opposite of creative. That is that is creative laziness, right? Because you're not creating something new. You're just being derivative of something. Which, I mean, if it's, you know, if don't make me a spirit. I'm going to wear a Sprite shirt before I wear a shirt that says Spirit in the Sprite logo. Why? Because that's stupid. Yeah. You know, don't do that. Now, look, Christianity any one of deserves these better. people might have that. Are you telling them to get rid of it? Yes. Okay. I thought you'd say that. All right, let's get to some questions And get here. rid of money tracks but first, that you leave waitresses first, and waiters, too. That's, this is an unbelievably generous. We appreciate all Super Chats. Yeah. But this really, I mean, this this is specifically, and it, it comes from a bald man, it looks like. Well, I don't know which of these two guys did this, but. Thank you so, so much, Derek P.G. Baylor. Yeah. What? Chris Putnam said in his book, The Supernatural Worldview in 2014, the new atheism was in its death throes and Christians would start to be won over to um, oneism and Eastern mysticism in some way or other. Well, that seemed, E.C. was right. I mean, you could see it even then. Now, you know, the new atheism, yeah, I don't, I think what happens is online, the loudest voices get the most attention. And so it looks like when you see these YouTube atheists that it's really taken off. But just remind yourself when they talk about how enlightened and everything that that they are, um, that they are a statistically insignificant group right there, though they may be spiritually significant. And um, most of the world believes believes in God and the supernatural. And it needs to just needs to hear the gospel needs to be presented the gospel. So uh, they all need to be presented with the gospel. But thank you so much for that super chat. Let's get to some questions here. So here's one. Trevor Adams says, does God always deal with and approve of Satan's schemes like he does in Job? Well, I think he always does. He's always aware of Satan's schemes and what Satan's going to do. And he and he certainly allows it when when Satan's schemes happen. Of course, he's the ultimate chess player and he's uh, infinitely many moves in front of Satan and he will redeem everything that happens. But um, he, he deals with it in the manner that he does with Job insofar as Satan couldn't do it if God didn't allow it. Yeah. But is it like it is in Job where Satan, you know, sneaks in with a bunch of other people or however that looks like and asks God and God has this whole conversation. I don't know. I suspect not, but I don't have any way of demonstrating that. Matt Parsons is Gen Z and is currently obsessed with put that comment up there. Argument. I'm not familiar with who's who are they? I don't know. You always tell me to throw people's comments up as if you have something meaningful to say. No, about I them. don't. I I, I, I just I, I wanted to, to, to feature this so he could get Anderson us a bit and more Welty's argument from logic into some mystical stuff. Like what what kind of mystical? What, what are we talking about? I don't about know. Here? I, I, we'll I would like more information. Maybe, maybe yeah. give us a link or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's like Christian mysticism, that's cool. Okay, like here's a question from Daniel era. James Hole. Yeah. Daniel James Hole, by the way, I saw that you messaged me and said that you appreciated my thing on Leighton Flowers' show yesterday. And I'm sorry I didn't get back with you about that, but I hope you felt like I treated you respectfully and the topic respectfully, although I could understand if you didn't think I treated the topic as respectfully as, as a Reformed person might want me to. How far can theology go in determining what should be law? That is tough. Um, because... Like, what kind of law? Are we talking about, like, U.S. law? Yeah, I think. Well, he's not U.S., but he's British. But I, but I think, yeah, well, any, any you know, should, should Christians, like, let's, should Christians push for, like, the law of Moses or something? 
Theonomist would say yes. Theonomism, yeah. Uh, inter- yeah. Uh, they might have some allies in the Antifa thing because, uh, you know, ain't no cops there either. Now, they may not like the consequences of, of some of the crimes, what happens when you commit crimes under it, but yeah, ain't no cops there either. So, but the no, best thing that's going to happen. I think, go ahead, you answer. I want you to answer. Yeah, I, I think that. In a democracy, Christians should participate, and I think Christians should be informed by their faith as they participate in the government. And insofar as their theology is um, reflective of God's standard in moral law, yeah. Now, I do think that um, that would mean, though, there would be certain things like you shouldn't ban non-Christian religions just because your theology acknowledges the exclusivity of Jesus Christ as Savior? That doesn't mean you impose that. But in a democracy like America, you wouldn't be allowed to. He's, he's not U.S., right? No. Okay, so, but insofar as your theology informs your, you know, what is allowable within your government's um, parameters— yeah, I think I I don't think that you can place a limit on that. Now that doesn't you know you may not be successful in in passing laws that are in accordance to with your. Now I, now this I, this may be hard to answer because not everyone separates theology from ethics, but I agree with Ben Witherington that theology is just bound up tight with ethics. You can't separate the two as easily as people. I, want I to. I think that's true so, with ethics, and and that kind of undercuts. Um, well, first of all, look, uh, so Triology 101 says, Braxton, how do you stay focused on the topic when Jonathan is looking like a model right now? Because um, he's not gay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but but so, so like, let's take abortion, for example. If but I, thank you, Layton. If I could, I would have no abortion, um, except perhaps in cases. Right, where, if you push a button right now, make abortion yes, illegal except, and punishable by what? At least imprisonment. Except in cases where... Um, maybe the mother's life is in danger because I think that is akin to something like self-defense or something. Although some would like in danger, not just it's going to be hard, but like in danger, like she's going to die and they're both going to die maybe. And you know, what's the point of this? So I think that, but that would be like the only exception. Now I would push that button and I think that you can build a, are you listening? Yes. I think you can build a non-religious case for that, for the abolition, let's say of abortion. Okay that doesn't isn't based on anything Christian, but is based on what most people underneath really do value, whether they're Christian. Like or using not. sled arguments and stuff like that. The sled argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. But here's the problem, and where I agree with you, if you go one layer beneath that, the only thing that makes sense of those of that those people value those things is theological uh, you know, there's a God to which we are morally accountable. So I do think it's there, but I do think you can build things that at least, you know, in terms of persuading people isn't built on. But if, but I, I don't really know the answer to this question because here's the question really, Pritchett, like what if the voting power of the U.S. was biblical Christianity to the degree that we could pretty well do whatever we, you know, we could influence laws and everything through who we elect and all that the mm-hmm. way we want to. Would we, should we go back to Mosaic law? Well, that would depend on your theology. My theology, you know, back to the original question, and my theology says no because I'm not a covenant member of, you know, ancient Israel. 
The good news is I agree with Anakin Covenant has been Star Wars Episode 2 when he says what we really need is one man who's wise enough to make all the choices for everyone. The problem is that one man needs to be perfect. That's what Anakin didn't understand. That one man needs to be the God man. And that needs to be Jesus. And it needs to be a theocracy. And one day it will be. And Jesus will be our king. But that's the only way that works, okay? So those of you that want to like take that clip from me and put it all over Twitter, th- that's the only way it works is if Jesus is king. Yeah. Right. Oh, Nathaniel Smith asks a very good question. Trinity Radio has our Trinity Radio Extra has a whole episode on the apocalyptic perspective on Paul. And the link is in the description. With uh, Nick Quint and I discussing all of that thoroughly. So I invite you to go check that out because that that would be the camp. If if you with Nick and I, I'm closer to but not on board with a form of the new perspective on Paul. Nick is closer to but not completely on board with the apocalyptic perspective on Paul. There's always spectrums here, right? Um, so we go through all of that. Um, I go through what I like and and my quibbles with both the new perspective and the apocalyptic perspective. And Nick goes through his, what he likes and dislikes about both perspectives too. Both of us categorically reject the old perspectives on Paul, the the so-called Lutheran Paul. And we trash that pretty thoroughly in both of our perspectives. Just clear that out. Brad from Carolina, greetings from North Carolina, y'all. Yeah. Brad's an apologist. who has got a channel. So you, you might check that out. Glad you're here, Brad. Um, let's see. Someone said, oh, Darren, Darren P. Ply says the Mormons win for beauty then talking about architecture and stuff. I mean, I know that, that, no. that, that they have beauty there, but I've been to some amazing, um, the cathedrals, the, the Mormon church right there on covert. No, he's talking about like the Mormon temple in Utah or whatever. Um, cause like, no, not on covert. <laughs> I'm looking for questions. Yeah. Here. There you go. What do you think of Dr. Heiser's, Michael Heiser's view on the divine council? That's the programmer's asking a question. Where's that? He just passed it up. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The programmer. Somebody had asked that in Trinity Radio. They wanted to know your view on that. So I'm I gonna... answered it. I, I, I don't remember. It's been a year since I read the book, but my understanding was, and you, you know Heiser, so you tell me if I'm wrong about this. My understanding is when I read the book, I, he, he was saying basically that Elohim is basically like a gen- we've always understood to be a generic term for God, yeah. but it's like a generic it's like a catch-all generic phrase for spiritual beings, right? So it's not like there's a council of gods as such. Like God is God, um, which is impossible. But it, it but these are some sort of being, right? Well, here's the thing. He then speaks as though like they're not angels. That, like like it, it could be that they're a being that we already have an awareness of and Elohim is just being used because it's catch all. But then he wanted to make Elohim like its own specific category of something different. And I thought there was an inconsistency there in the book. Now I could be reading Heiser wrongly, but I'll tell you this much. I don't have nearly as much of a problem with Heiser after reading the book than I did when I first heard that basically he believes in all these gods and everything. That's not, that's not at all a sophisticated understanding of what he's trying to say. Now, yeah. I did appreciate the, the chapter on the angel of the Lord. Of course, I already believed everything he was saying there, but it was really good. Yeah. Uh, unashamed so. Jesus. Do you believe the mark of the beast is spiritual or physical? 
Well, uh, you know, whether you go with 666 or 616 in the textual variant, it's Nero either way. And I would just chalk that up to coinage with uh, the mark of Nero on it, you know, things like that. So uh, I take a more of a preterist view. Well, that goes back to something he asked a moment ago. He said, when are you going to have Harold Hunter on? I think he means, asked you, I think he means on Trinity Radio Extra, which might not be a bad idea. And you can you've never him. done a whole episode. No, you did do an episode. Yeah, I've done episodes. With okay, Dad. so I did but an you, episode. You do you an episode on Trinity Radio and have him roll out his whole view on end times and prophecy and all that. Yeah. Um, Matt Parsons then gives us more information on this argument from logic. It's the one we're aware of. It's if God doesn't exist, the laws of logic don't exist. The laws of logic do exist. Therefore, God exists. That's like a transcendental argument yeah. that we're familiar with. And I think it's great. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's great, too. Works. I wanted to know what he meant by mysticism. He was talking like medieval-type Christian mysticism, which which people mistakenly think is some sort of Christian voodoo-ish-type weird paganism. No, it's it's centered around like unity with Christ and, and union with Christ and all of that stuff. It's it's just kind of another way of saying Christian spirituality. I think it's uh, some really interesting stuff in uh, the older Christian mysticism works, uh, the classic works uh, in, in the West on uh, that written by Christian mystics. And I think that there's something in that tradition that needs to be recovered uh, in the modern Oops. world. So... Uh, if that's what you mean, then yeah, Brad, do that. I wish Brad, I had more time to read that material. Brad says, Jonathan it. is svelte in all possible worlds. Great to see you, Brother Flowers. I got a feeling Brother Flowers popped in for a second. He's gone now, but yeah. yeah. Um, all right, what else do we have here? Thoughts on the ontological argument. Well, there's been so many uh, versions of that. My, th- I, I, I like Anselm, Okay. And I, I like, I mean, to call that, though, an argument's kind of if It is an argument. But, I mean, yeah, in a, in a way, I mean, not like a formal, uh, like, but I, I, I like Anselm. I, I, I think that if you read the uh, monologian and the prologian together, um, as, you know, read them both, I think that Anselm comes out, I like I like his whole way of thought there. And so I like Ansel, and I like um, the the various shades of it that's got through time. And I think, um, what is it, Planiga's modal version of it, I think is fantastic. He's even said that it's probably the best argument there is for God's existence that he would never use to try to convince anyone. He said that and, in an interview for Apologetics. Yeah, and that's the thing. I love the ontological argument, and I don't think it could be uh, effective with, anyone but i i think it's there are some philosophers who say that it has convinced them um but but the problem which version of it though probably uh plantingas yeah the the problem is that that by the time you explain everything to someone it's almost useless for evangelism unless they already understand all the categories but i think it i here's what i think about the ontological argument i don't think it gets you to god what I think it does is it puts someone in a position where they either have to say it's impossible that God exists, that is, he doesn't exist in any possible world. Or necessary. Or he necessarily exists, which then forces someone to shoulder their burden of proof because they can't just say that I'm a I'm a not convinced, I like what I, I lack a belief. They can't do that anymore. No, you have to say he doesn't exist in any possible world. Because then if you say he might exist but I don't know. Then, You're basically saying it's possible that he exists right. or he exists in some possible and, world. But if means, he exists in some possible world, he, he exists in every exists possible in world. Possible, yeah. 
There's a little bit of a trick they can pull there, but it's not worth going into now. Yeah. Derek PG Baylor comes back again, man. Wow. What's your advice for someone who's been in it? By the way, he said he's in competition with Cameron for best hair and apologetics. What's your <laughs> advice for someone who's been in a So his bald head is better than yours, right? Is that if he's the bald guy. I don't know who he is. I'm, I'm assuming that's him and like that's his son or something, but I could have insulted him. That might be his older friend for all I know. Um, what's your advice for someone who's been in church for 23 years and is now watching the whole leadership and head pastor fall to theological liberalism, leave or stand and fight? Leave. Well, it depends to me whether what, you, what we're calling liberalism here, that would be very key in assessing that. Because, uh, you know, if you're on this channel, you probably don't mean this. But like, If you, if you mean, mean theological liberalism. If you mean like he doesn't believe the resurrection happened as a historical event. That's um, liberalism that's, in my that, view. That's definitely you know, Denying bad. the fundamentals. If he believes that um, y that the Bible is okay with um, a homosexual lifestyle, I would call that liberal. Yeah. Um, if if he if he thinks, uh, but if it's just that like you're a young Earth creationist and he's not, then I, I think you know get over it. But but it depends on what we're calling liberalism, and so I would want to know that. Uh, and you don't give me another super chat. Just tell me. I have a different answer. Just leave. I know that people think, well, I've been a member of this church for X, Y, and Z, but the church, I have seen this in so many like Baptist churches that I don't care how long you've been a, a, some particular Baptist church member has been there, you've been there, but like the church around him is completely different than it was 23 years ago. It ain't your church, but it also never was. Well, and so if you're going to be the div divisive person in a church that has grown in a different direction than you have, other than the fact that you've shown up every Sunday, I, if it were me, I would just leave. I'd be like, well, this ain't my church anymore, so I'll go to a, a another, I'll go find another church. I've never had a, you know, I love my home church, um, and it never really changed much, but I, I've seen other churches that do change and it's really not the church that you that you remembered earlier anyway it's just the same location um now having said that if everyone in the church opposes the leadership or a substantial number or a substantial then that should be easy to get rid of the leadership then if it's a congregationalist or church. it might worth it might be worth I mean, if it truly is something that we would deem as dangerous to the presentation of the gospel, then it then it needs to be fought. I think. Um, you mean like even if it fractures the church, but it would have to be something, in my opinion, that really is. Well, like I said, like teaching that homosexuality is um, acceptable, or teaching that. Um, Jesus yeah, but what does that look like? Saying that the Trinity is not. Do you disrupt the sermons while he's preaching? No, you, you do the whole pulpit well, okay, and pen first, thing first where you, you, no, you first, stand no. up and yell while they're. I'm going to tell you. Okay. First, you go to the pastor and talk to him about it. If you won't listen, you go get some elders and some other people and come back and talk to him again. If he still won't listen, then you. Then I think, yeah, you make you you try to make your you, view you appeal as public to the whole as, you, as you can. And if having done all that, if the church doesn't care and isn't on board with you, then there's not much more you can do. You you should go to another church probably. Yeah. But but you should try to. Well, do how that. do you? But if they're not going to give you a platform to express your grievance before the whole body anyway, because if they're theologically liberal, they don't believe in things like church discipline anyway. If you can't ever get, well, I mean, then you become the person who makes phone calls. 
you know. Yeah, I mean that can be it's or not a emails good look, right? and yeah. <laughs> it, then 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 they hate you even though you're right, and that doesn't really win much either. So I don't know. See, I just don't know how that works. All right, let's keep moving. Daniel James Hole thought I represented did did well, but he disagrees with me about Calvinism. Um, oh, guess what? Soteriology 101 is still around. I was wrong. Is this your son, Jonathan? Hmm? Is this Noah? Yeah. The Celtic apologist? Hello, Noah. All right, um, let's keep trucking here. If anything, I'm trying to find. Oh, here we go. Brad from Carolina. Just because, keep debating and affirming men. Thank you, Brad from Carolina. Awesome. I, I like that he's embracing he's embracing his southernness, whether but, it's North or South Carolina. Yeah, which Carolina? It, it, what does, so we're, the, we're the Carolinas, right? He is opposed to the division. Ah, I got you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Although, if he's South Carolina, he's going to let you know he's South Carolina. Yeah, probably. that's right. So, I'm guessing North Carolina. Did I get that right, Brad? Let's find out. Anyway, um, probably not. let's see. Uh, I meant to say defending, he says, but debating well, that works too. too. We debate each other in addition to everyone else. So. Um, all right. Well, I've gotten down. Oh, she's asking which Carolina. Yeah, I'm she's guessing, guessing North, North or South. You would have said so. Yeah, that's the logic there. Yeah. South Carolina people want you to know it. I don't know about North Carolina people. Well, North Carolina, like conservatives, want you to know, want you to know that they're conservatives. Um, it's like... He asked me not to super chat again, but I want to. Well, brother, I don't want to stand in the way of you getting a blessing. So whatever you, <laughs> you want to do. Right, but north, yeah. We don't have any like, like um, bl- blessed fabric to send you. Is it one of those things where like people from North Carolina is like, we're Carolina and they want to be South Carolina because they want Carolina in the name, but we're actually just Carolina. The only reason why they call us North now is because there's a South one. It's like Virginia. It's like we're Virginia. And then these people in the West, they want to be Virginia too, but they just put the word West in front of it. Well, fun fact, I've preached more, spoken more, done apologetics more in the Carolinas, North and South than anywhere, any other place. Including your home state. Including Prophet's not something in his own hometown. Well, yeah, he's not without honor, without, but in his yeah. own country. Yeah. Okay, well, um, we've kind of come to about the hour. It's an hour and one minute. And, wow. Um, I would just like to say before we go. Yeah? I think that Christians need to take note. Yes. Grades 4 through 8, 9 through 12. Not too early in our churches to start serious curriculums. Now, yeah, they're talking about Minecraft, and they're talking about, you know, let's eat, and they're talking about sharing stories and all of that kind of stuff. But hey, you know, Christians need to be doing that stuff too. Uh, We need to be educating on apologetics and evangelism in our local churches, and we need to start that early as well. Because guess what? Not only are the public schools indoctrinating secular and worldly values, other churches are doing what apologists have been saying Christian churches need to be doing for decades now. Let's stop being behind the curve on worldview issues within our own local churches and start catching up to the rest of the world so that we can evangelize and reach the world for Jesus. That's what I want to say about that. Uh, Derek says, not to be deterred, he says, don't tell me what to do, hoping you can see my new avatar for the (laughs) hair. Well, 
Thank you so much. I really, really do appreciate all of that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, here's the thing about my advice. You're probably should never take it. Right. I mean, so (laughs) (laughs) you, you braxed in the prosperity preacher. Because I said we won't send you like uh, fabric that's been blessed or oil that comes from Pritchett's scalp or anything that's supposed to make you spiritually mm-hmm. or, or give you money or fame. Um, where should I go for the strongest arguments for Protestantism? I find Trent Horn very convincing and don't know where to look for strong arguments for Protestantism. Well, um, you know, I, one, I think Trinity professor Steve Gregg, who has a debate with a Catholic, if you'll go to thenarrowpath.com, thenarrowpath.com, and I think it may be under topics. There's a debate between Steve Gregg and a Catholic where some of the things that most easily spring to my mind come from that debate. I thought it was a really good debate. Also, I think Jerry Walls has a lot of good stuff on this. So, um, But I haven't made that so much a part of what I do to respond to Catholicism. Pritchett, you got anything? Uh, I, I like, uh, I was going to recommend some of wall stuff and Steve Gregg stuff. Just, I always recommend Steve Gregg. He's got some, uh, good stuff on that topic, probably enough to get your feet wet on it. So, all right. Well, uh, listen. If you're interested, like, like you, I, that's not some, I don't care. I've enjoyed being with you. It looks like Soteriology 101 is going to be live in just a little bit. You'll want to go check him and out. And Winger's going to be live. Winger's going to be live at three. You'll want to check him out. And then after Winger, you can come back and Leighton will still be on. Yeah, that's right. So we've enjoyed it. Thank you for the Super Chats. We love all of you. Thank you so, so much for coming. Thank you for being here on a Friday afternoon. And we'll see you next time on Trinity Radio. Leighton Flowers still in the chat. I'll, I'll go. I watched. I watched the whole thing with you and Leighton, and I'll probably go watch Leighton, uh, and I I'll maybe catch Winger. I, I, would, I would always pick. Sorry, Mike. I will always pick Leighton Flowers and, and Team Trinity and Trinity Commission over. You, we, you could be a part of Team Trinity, Mike Winger. Well, find a way, man.